JR, the Boss Man Show. We have a great show for you this week. We start off with our guy from the Dayton Flyers. He's left the Thunder Days with the Flyers now. He's his alma mater now, Coach Anthony Grant. Coach Grant, how are things going for you in Dayton today, man? Going well, JR. Everything's good here. How you doing? I can't complain, Coach. A great spring day. Basketball's in the air. Playoff basketball. And you on the show with us after a long time. I want to get you on here. I'm glad to have you with us, man. Yeah, good to be with you. And, Coach, uh, you know, for me, uh, I was a Tennessee State coach, and seeing them helping out do well makes, makes me feel good. And for you, going back to your alma mater at Dayton, Coach, how does that make you feel a bit lead your alma mater now, lead the Flyers back to prominence after Archie Middle did a great job before he left there, but now you can put your own stamp on this community and Dayton again and put on this program going forward. How does it make you feel, man? It's a great feeling, Jr. You know, I played here back in the '80s. Uh, we had we had a good deal of success when I was here. Went to an Elite Eight, and so I, I had a chance to experience, you know, a lot of a lot of great memories here in Dayton as a student athlete. Obviously, my coaching career has taken me, you know, to several different stops. Most recently, with the Thunder. And uh, to be honest with you, I had a, a great experience in two years with the Thunder, and uh, probably still be there if not for this opportunity. So when when this when this situation presented itself. Uh, to me, this was a, a golden opportunity, a great situation. I felt like it was one that was too good to pass up and certainly have a tremendous amount of respect and appreciation for what Archie and his staff did, you know, during their tenure here. Tremendous amount of success. They just graduated the winningest class, in, I believe, school history, four straight state tournaments and elite eight appearance uh, within that group. So uh, I think the, the program's in really good shape. Uh, Archie and his staff did a phenomenal job and I feel very fortunate to have this opportunity, and we—we I feel like we've put together a really, really good staff uh, that's going to be able to continue the success and hopefully take it to the next level. Now, Coach, you had mentioned, uh, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and if it had not been for this specific job, you may still be uh, in the NBA doing your thing. And I wonder if you can expand a little bit about uh, Dayton and, and, and the area, the, the school what makes it such an important place to you other than just your, your playing yeah. time there, you know, yeah. that would draw you from the NBA. Yeah. Well, you know, Dayton's a, a great institution, number one, from an academic standpoint. I, when I was here, I was a, a business major, got my degree in business management. And uh, this is a, this is a, almost like a, a family, a family run business, so to speak, uh, this university. It's a nine thousand student, student institution, uh, it's one where you feel at, at home with the, with the professors and everybody here on campus. Uh, as a basketball player here, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I guess, a blessing and a curse because everybody knows who you are. You know, so it's uh, if you're doing the right thing, that's a great thing. If you're not, then it, it's going to get noticed. So a lot of support, uh, first and foremost. But the family atmosphere is what stood out to me as a student athlete. And I think it's still the same uh, being back here now for a little over a month. Uh, it, it's a great environment. Uh, Dayton has always been a, a, a basketball town, you know, from, from the time I was here. That I remember when I took my visit and came up and watched him play DePaul, and the, the atmosphere in the arena uh, blew me away, and I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And this is a place I think the first four uh, of the NCAA tournament's been here for, I think, I want to say 17 straight years. You know, and the NCAA, when they look at, you know, where they want to put a venue like the first four, uh, obviously, uh, the passion uh, of the community for basketball is, is a big part of that. Dayton's had it for 17 years. I think just signed up uh, again through 2022. So I think it speaks volumes of what this what this region and what this city, uh, uh, their passion for for basketball. And, uh, a lot of great people. A lot of a lot of great memories. I still have a lot of 
uh, my former teammates and, and friends that are in the area. So uh, there's a lot uh, that, that uh, a lot of fond memories I have here. I'm looking forward to getting my family here, and getting them situated uh, in this community as well. Now, coach, did you go to school with John Gruden when he was there? Were you and him you know y'all, y'all, y'all cross paths? You know what? We we were in school at the same time, but I didn't know him uh, while we were in school. I had a chance to meet him a couple of times uh, since we we both been out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I never I never knew him while he was on campus, but certainly a very very proud alumni. Uh, very proud that he went here. Coach, you got to have him give you guys a pregame speech, Coach. I know he fires me up when I talk to him. <laughs> no question. No question. We'll try to make that happen. He's like, JR, keep up with that radio, man. You're doing it, man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a fiery personality. So, yeah, I'm sure anytime he's in town, we'll try to we'll try to make sure he uh, he comes around. Now, Coach, work as a Thunder assistant. Now, what was it like to coach – the greatest best players in the world, like Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, been around all like LeBron, all those guys now on night to night basis. What was it like for you? And what do you take take away from the yeah. NBA game, which you probably use now with Dayton going forward because it was just such such an experience for you to get the coach up there and seeing all those great basketball players at one spot. Yeah, I mean it was a great experience. You know, I, I feel like to be honest with you, I feel like I learned a lot, you know, just uh having a chance to be around not only the great players but but an unbelievable group of coaches, you know, and uh uh, the NBA is is a is a fraternity, and, you know, and getting a chance to 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 be around the players and and the staff that we had, and also just to meet a lot of other people from different organizations. I think it's just the relationships that you're able to develop. I think that more than anything will be be something that we'll be able to take advantage of uh, in this situation. Uh, you know, the the opportunity to be around guys like a, a Russell Westbrook or you know Kevin Durant or you know Serge Ibaka or Andre Roberson, you know, those guys, the, uh, you know, just to see their work ethic, their passion for the game, uh, their commitment uh, to, to being the best version of themselves. Uh, it, it was really fun to be around. And then, you know, you mentioned, you know, competing against guys like LeBron James or Steph Curry or James Harden and seeing, you know, those, uh, those guys' uh, passion for the game, their, their understanding of the game, their, uh, how, how, uh, how analytical they are while they're playing the game. Uh, it, it was fun just to just to be a part of that, and then trying to put together, you know, game plans to be successful against them. And uh, you know, the, the NBA is is uh, it's a great league. It's just, uh, you know, you get the, the best players, the best coach, great great coaches. Uh, it, it's just uh, it was it was a joy, really, to be a part of that and learn from it. Now, coach, I want to talk specifically about Russell Westbrook for a moment and the, the crazy astronomical numbers he was putting up this season, averaging a triple-double. When you uh, are, are coaching or on a staff that uh, a player like that is, is uh, playing under, do you just kind of let him, you know, let him go and try, try not to coach him and mess it up? I mean, how do, you, how do you handle a situation like that where the guy's just making everything and doing everything uh, that the team needs on the court? Yeah. Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, Russell is extremely coachable. You know, I think uh, Coach Donovan and the staff did a great job of, of uh, you know, when, when you're that talented of a player and, uh, you know, for as long as he's been in the league, you know, I'd say, you know, the same thing with the LeBron James and a lot of these guys that are, that are super talented guys, you know, their understanding of what goes into winning, uh, their understanding of what their team needs to do to be successful. You're talking about the, some of the best competitors in all of sports. Uh, you know, their, their focus is on what they need to do to win and how they can help their team win. So I think any coach would be smart to take advantage of that. 
you know, but at the same time, you know, those guys want, they want direction. They want, they want leadership. They want to be, be helped in terms of, of what they're trying to pursue. So it was great to, to be a part of that and, and to see, uh, just to see, uh, you know, obviously this past year, you mentioned, you know, Russell's, um, accomplishment of averaging a triple double and breaking Oscar Robertson's record. And, uh, you know, when you, when you're, when you're a part of that and you sit there, I remember specifically, I don't remember the game, but I remember at some point in the season, you know, we're at the end of the game and Russell's doing what Russell did, uh, another triple double. And I, I, I looked to Mo Cheeks, who was, you know, one of the coaches on staff and had a great relationship uh, with, with Russell. I said, uh, I said, Mo, you realize we're watching history. And we both had a look on our face like, you know, you're right. And, you know, for Mo, a guy that's been, you know, a 36-plus year veteran of the NBA, for him to say that, you know, I'm sitting here watching something that maybe I've never seen before, I thought it was pretty special. Folks, we're joined by Anthony Grant of the Dayton Flyers here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach Grant, look at the landscape of the A-10 and Ohio in general, all the schools you have up there that's competitive with new coaches such as yourself up there. How do you see yourself marketing a program to get guys who want to stay home in Ohio and play for you in Dayton, the Dayton Flyers in the 18 and lead the team to a bigger and better things that, yeah. as you all go forward with your process here at Dayton? Yeah, well, I think the 18 is a, a great league. It's one of the things that, you know, another one of the things that attracted me, you know, to, to this position because I think the 18 is, is one of the, the best basketball leagues in the country. I think, you know, obviously it's a multiple bid league in terms of being able to get teams into the tournament. A lot of great coaches in this league, a lot of great players in this league. So it's extremely competitive. And I think, you know, when, when you get a guy, to, a, a recruit to, to look at, you know, what you have in terms of uh, your campus, uh, the uh, type of education they can get, the type of competition they'll be playing against, the quality of the league, uh, the fan base uh, at a place like, like Dayton, I think there's a lot – uh, certainly a lot to to be attracted to here. So I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm looking forward to, to coaching these guys that, that, uh, that we're fortunate to have on our team and then adding as we go through, uh, through, uh, recruiting classes, adding some, some really good pieces to, uh, to join us and in, in our, our quest to win championships. Now, coach, speaking of these young men, uh, the, the, the men that are on the team now, uh, the, the guys that you'll be bringing into the program, what specifically are you looking for uh, as far as talent on the court and, uh, you know, attributes off the court to, to bring into the program? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Well, I think obviously any, anytime you're talking about uh, competing, you, you want to bring the best talent in that you can, but I'm a big believer that, that uh, you also have to have character and, and the work ethic uh, and, and those things that go into winning. I think, uh, you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that uh, are kind of fluid when it goes into into putting a team together, but what goes into winning doesn't change. And I, I think that's you, you got to have a, a championship caliber people before you can win championships. And so that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to surround ourselves with with guys that that have the right mindset in terms of the work ethic they have on and off the court, uh, that have a desire to to be the best version of themselves. That you know obviously want to compete for championships and have great individual goals and dreams that they're willing to work to accomplish. 
Now, coach, have a coach to the NBA come at the, come at the college the college game, or there's some rules for the NBA. You like to see see them maybe bring the college game, maybe like advancing the ball into the games. Yeah. You know, the we go into the penalty not having uh, the warning ones and the double bonus all the time, but have five fouls reset or play quarters. Or uh, some rules that you that you maybe want to bring into the game that you've seen from being in the NBA now. Man, if I commissioner for a day, or, or I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of things that I think you know you, you've looked at. I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, in the postseason, maybe the NIT, they experimented with, with uh, I don't know if they called them quarters, but, you know, just, just some different things in the, in the bonus situation that you mentioned. There, there's some things that just make sense, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the when you look at the global game, and uh, not only in the NBA, but internationally. Uh, you know, I know there's, the, there's been some talk about changing things. Uh, you know, that's not my call to make. At the end of the day, we're going to play by the rules that are put in front of us. Uh, but certainly, uh, you always want to see the game advance, and you always want to see, um, you know, the, the college game continue to, to advance. Uh, you know, as, as uh, a lot of these kids have aspirations to play professionally one day. So anything you can do to to, to get aligned with, uh, you know, what's going on, you know, internationally and globally with the game, you, you always want to try to do that. Now, Coach, uh, one of the friends of our show, Coach Matt McCall, was on recently, uh, now up in UMass. We understand that, that you and he uh, may be buddies from back in back in your Florida days. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Matt and I go, go back a lot of years. Great guy. Okay, so <laughs> next time he comes on, is there anything that you want to uh, – you want to give him a little trash talk on the air? You know, we can refer back to it when he comes on. You know, give him a, give him a hard time about something. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, we're I'm okay not, if you want to give us some dirt now. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not a trash talk. I don't – I'm not one to do that. Uh, I told Matt when I, when, I, when I called him to congratulate him on UMass, I said, so when we play each other, we're, we're just going to call it the, the Billy D Classic. You know, we'll, we'll call it <laughs> <laughs> Billy Donovan invitation. We have to come up with the name for it. Well, now, if you want you know, to drop we're, we're, a little dirt on him, you know, before that matchup, you know, kind of twist the knife. I don't, I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's dirt on McCall, man. That guy's clean cut. You know, just a, just a great, great class that guy. Well, listen, if we uh, we get him hanging out with Jr. a little bit, we'll find some, we'll get some dirt That's on him. That's the same quickly. <laughs> <laughs> now, Coach, now, I can hook you up. Now, I've hooked up Matt with some Kango hats, Coach. Are you a Kango hat going, guy? Because Matt has about three or four Kango hats for me. You're going, you're going way back. <laughs> you're, going, you're going back to my playing days, Kangos. You, yeah. You bringing those back out? You bringing those back in style? Coach, when you see me, I'm with a Kango hat, shades, and a blazer. That's that's you. like that's like my you got a, you attire. Got a, you got a boombox <laughs> on your shoulder? Radio Raheem boombox on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my gal's phone, Coach. My phone. This is my two phones. Well, I told you before the show, Coach. He's got all those those ladies uh, rolling behind him. That's yeah. what he, he's kind of like yeah, the Pied Piper. Life, man. Yeah, the Pied tough Piper life. with that that, that boombox. You know. Somebody's got to do it, man. <laughs> you got there, right? Hey, Coach. I'm 30 years old, living the life. But radio dude, living the life. <laughs> I hear you, man. Oh, hey, Coach. It's been great to have you on the show, Coach. We look forward to seeing you guys. I hope you guys play, play some Georgia schools that's near us as well. I'm going to try to – Johnson. John's actually in Cleveland, Cleveland, Coach. He can come down there and see you. He's Anytime. Anytime. So, John, so, we're glad to have you on the show, Coach. Look forward to doing it again real soon. And when it's time for the Billy D. Bowl, Coach, we'll definitely be coming looking for you, man. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome, Coach Grant. Folks, it's Coach Grant here on the Boss Man Show. Bye.
for all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Flyers. Then we're going to Huntsville, Alabama to talk to Donnie Marshall, coach of the Alabama A&M Bulldogs HBCU school out of Huntsville, Alabama. Coach, how are things going for you in Indianapolis today, coach? 
Oh, things are going great. I am uh, in meetings all day today. I'm on the uh, NCAA ethics co- committee, so uh, we have a, an annual day and a half meeting out here. So I'm actually here today and uh, be headed back to uh, Huntsville tomorrow, but things are going great. I uh, hear that, Coach. And Coach, I'm supposed to be new to head coach at Alabama A&M, Coach, leading this program and getting rid of the Huntsville community and normal Alabama community down there and get the Bulldogs back up to prominence again under your watch, Coach. Um, I'm excited. I really am. I'm humbled by the opportunity. Uh, I know there are only 351 or 52 of these opportunities in the country. So to, to be able to call myself a head coach again and to uh, have a place that I think is hungry for a winner, for a team to, uh, to, to play into March, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a whirlwind since April 12th, since the press conference. But uh, I'm excited about all the things that come with being uh, being a head coach. Now, Coach, going back to your time uh, at Texas Southern, even though the result wasn't what you guys all wanted, what was the experience like playing the eventual champions in North Carolina in the NCAA tournament, specifically for you in the program? Sure, I tell you what, it was. Uh, any any time you you one of those sixty eight, you sitting there and you're waiting to have your name called and. Uh, you, you, what I'd like to do is I like to watch our kids when that happens because you've kind of told them all year long the experience of getting your name called and uh, uh, having everybody figure out where you're going to go and who you're going to play. Uh, so I was really excited for our kids. And uh, when, you, when you go and you go up against the team, I, I felt like we had a, a game plan in place, but uh, at the end of the day, we played a terrific champion, a team that uh, obviously was deeper and bigger than we were, but uh, the issue for me was uh, I, I really wanted us to compete for a, l- a little bit longer than we actually compete. When you look at it and you see the um, uh, the results of, of, of what North Carolina was able to do, you you can kind of appreciate that uh, we played a great team, with a great coach, and uh, it was a wonderful experience, I think, for our kids. And, Coach, I always like to ask coaches about their background. And for you, Coach, what's some coaches who really influenced you professionally and personally in your career that you've had so far in the coaching industry? And what are some lessons they really taught you that you, you use every day to teach your, your young men who you're having under your wing for these four years here at Alabama a or wherever you coach it? But who, who, what are some things that you teach these men every day that you want these guys to leave your program with after being around you? I tell you what, the, the, one of the first things that – uh, comes comes to mind for me when uh, you're working with young people is first of all you're, you're you 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 want to set the right example for them. Uh, these are young men that parents have sent to you and they've entrusted their development at a critical stage of their lives to you, and you want to develop them not just as players, but you want to develop them as people and as students, uh, as uh, eventual contributors to uh, to society as fathers and, and husbands and so forth. So. Uh, I think I don't want them to have to look any further than me for the example of how you, uh, you know, how you carry yourself in those regards. Um, but at the end of the day, you, 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 it's about winning. It's about putting the right, a good product on the floor that fans are going to enjoy coming out to watch. Uh, if you're playing a style and eventually, uh, as I said, having success on the floor. So I think what uh, I learned from the guys that I've worked for and uh, guys that I've watched in the profession, guys like, um, John Chaney was a guy at Temple who, who I'd get up and go to 5.30 a.m. practices and watch him do his work and uh, the, the respect that his players have for him. And um, I spent 12 years with Mike Davis, and uh, I just think uh, Mike is one of the more 
innovative coaches that I have ever been around in terms of what he does offensively. And he gave me a great deal of autonomy when it came to running the defense and um, actually doing an awful lot in the program. So I certainly have a great deal of, uh, of admiration and respect for, uh, for Mike. Uh, uh, there are several guys that you watch and you keep an eye on and you kind of steal from them a little bit of what they've done and how they've done it. And I just try to learn as much as I can uh, as often as I can so that I can be, give that back to our guys and get them prepared for what, uh, for what I hope we can eventually build at uh, Alabama A&M. Now, Coach, in your response, you had mentioned that the young men that you'll have in the program that you currently have that you will be bringing in and what you hope to accomplish by having them uh, work under your tutelage. What kind of guys are you going to target when you go out and recruit? I tell you what, we've, we've got to, we got to get guys that, uh, first of all, can uh, can take some tough coaching. I think that's important uh, because I'm demanding, uh, but I think I'm fair in that demand. Uh, I want to make sure that we've got guys that uh, aren't afraid of work, uh, that they're going to put time into the uh, in the gym when uh, it's our time to be in there, but some extra time in there getting some work done. I think that's important. Uh, we're going to recruit guys that value being student-athletes, guys that understand – how important it is to, to be in class, to be contributors in class, and to progress towards the eventual, uh, the eventually that getting that degree. Uh, I told our guys before I actually had the press conference, I'm about getting degrees and chasing rings. That's what we're about. That's what our program's going to be about. And we want to be a team that uh, where players can appreciate uh, the importance of coming and bringing it every single night. Uh, we don't want to take a playoff. We don't want to take a possession off. We don't want to take a night off. We don't want to take a game off. We want to be a team that every time we go out, the other team, regardless of the name on their chest, they will know they're going against an Alabama A&M team that's going to give them every bit that they came in to handle. Folks, we're joined by Donnie Marshall, Alabama A&M Bulldogs here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach, I have to ask coaches about the conference schedule. I know you guys got out there, so probably a lot of the schedule's been done for you, Coach. But when you, when you can take over your schedule yourself going forward, you going to schedule your team a tough conference schedule? you want to kind of give them some softies at home? Or how do you go about Don conference? you want to go tough, mid-grade, a little bit soft to get you guys, guys, guys confidence? I, I, that's a great question um, because I actually, uh, for I think three or four years, I was at uh, – Texas Southern, I did our scheduling there uh, with Coach Davis and our operations uh, guy. Uh, but uh, there actually were only two games scheduled when I got to A&M. So that's been another uh, one of the balls I've been juggling is trying to put our schedule together. And I want us to be, I want us to be challenged. I want us to be battle-tested. So we're going to play some teams that will do that to us. But by the same token, I want us to also experience success in our non-conference schedule so that we have something that our kids can continue to build on. Keep in mind, they really struggled a year ago. So in struggling a year ago, the last thing you want to do is to put them back into situations where they're going to struggle again early. So I want to try to strike a balance in terms of the teams that we play. Uh, but we, we, we'll, you'll see us play some challenging games because at the end of the day, we know it comes down to what you do in the SWAC season and the SWAC tournament. So we've got to get our guys battle tested and ready to go when uh, January 4th rolls around for our first league game. Now, Coach, we, we've asked that question to a lot of coaches like yourself, and then your response was unique in the sense that you came at it from a philosophical point of view. What, how, I guess how big of a decision is it for you when you, when you schedule these games for the, the simple fact that uh, the point that you just made, where if you could potentially 
put your season at risk if you put these guys through the ringer too early in your non-conference. Um, and, and conversely, you know, you might wear them out. They might peak too early if they have mm-hmm. success in that non-conference. So how, how pivotal, pivotal of a decision is that for you? It's, it's, it's critical, I, I think. I think scheduling, first of all, is one of the hardest things you do as a Division One basketball coach. Uh, we were down here uh, in Indianapolis and kind of discussing that as uh, as coaches and how challenging that is because you've got to strike the right balance. Um, we, we know at the end of the day only one team is going to uh, get into the tournament from the uh, from our conference. So scheduling for RPI, scheduling for those things, really doesn't figure into it very much uh, as far as we're concerned. So it becomes about playing a challenging schedule to the point where the kids you're going to recruit, uh, those kids want to know they're going to have a chance to play one of the Power Five conference teams, or two of them, or three of them. And it gives you some television exposure, which I think is important too. But again, by the same token, it's about uh, both physical and mental uh, stability for your kids. Your kids have to really believe in what you're doing, and in order to do that, you've got to have some success in your non-conference schedule. Because then they can say, okay, now we see how this fits. Now we understand what Coach Marsh is saying. And if we do it this way and we're always the team that's bringing the fight every single night, we put ourselves in a position to win. If we can do it in non-conference, my goodness, we can certainly take it to uh, to the swag against those teams in our league and have some uh, some success in the league as well. So that's kind of my approach to how I want to try to do our schedule. I tell you what, Coach Marshall, it's been a pleasure to have you on with this coach. So insightful, just so thoughtful, Coach. I really appreciate that from you. I love to have guys on show who's really thoughtful of their answers and really in depth with their responses. I really love it, Coach. And Coach, I look forward to coming down and seeing you personally. And I look forward to covering you yeah. as you be at my A&M and wish you nothing but success in the SWAT conference going forward. I appreciate it, boss man. I really do. And you can please call anytime. I'd love to come on with you anytime on any. Uh, you know, any opportunity that you uh, you want to have. Yes, sir, Coach. Me and John truly enjoyed it. We'll definitely do it again with you real soon, Coach. Thanks for having Indianapolis, Coach, and we'll, we'll see you real soon now. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Folks, right. Donnie Marsh here on the Boss yeah. Man Show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu ray productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B L U B E R R Y, prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. 
Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. We're back here in the jail of the Boss Man Show. It was joined by Anthony Graham of Dayton. It was also joined by Donnie Marshall, Alabama. And then they were joined by the Akron Zips new head coach, John Gross, here on the Boss Man Show. Coach Gross, how are things for you today, man? Doing great, JR. How about yourself? I can't complain, coach. It's a great spring day here in Atlanta. Coach is trying to avoid all these cicadas outside, man. <laughs> Have you had any luck? Oh, no, no, no way, Coach. They're hit, hit, hitting my windshield, Coach, and disintegrating and screaming, yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> it's a swarm of them, Coach, giving me a headache, man. <laughs> yeah, testing, testing your athletic ability. Yes, sir. You got that right, I tell you. Hey, Coach, what does it mean to you to get this job at Akron? You call me Illinois, and you get this job at Akron here. Why about Akron a specialty to make you want to decide to join them and take over this program here up, up there in the MAC conference there? Well, I think a lot of things, Jr. Uh, you know, obviously familiarity with the league. Um, I thought alignment with the administration, you know, with what uh, uh, President Wilson 
and our athletic director, Larry Williams, had in, in terms of a chin and, you know, the importance of uh, and, uh, you know, having an opportunity to be a uh, front porch of such a great university. Um, the fact that uh, men's basketball had really had a lot of success over the last 15 years under the leadership of, you know, Stan Brott and previous players and previous coaches have done a great job really developing and building Akron into, you know, really a, a national name in the college basketball landscape. And so we're excited to have an opportunity to build on that great foundation uh, that those previous coaches and players laid down and try to continue to uh, to move the program uh, forward. We're excited to, about that challenge. And, Coach, I want to bring on one of my best friends, the co-host John Beckler. He's in, he's in Cleveland, Ohio, Coach, and he would love to help you out at Akron and get to the area. Here's the old John online with me right now, Coach. John, here you go, Coach, Coach Gross, man. Yeah, I was excited to have you on, Coach. Uh, I'm in the area, and I, I, I love talking to the, the local uh, coaches and, and helping them get to the, the, know the landscape, though. I think you probably have a pretty good idea of it already. Yeah, I've been blessed, obviously, of Leslie, my 12th year of this upcoming season inside the inside the great state of Ohio, you know, at Ohio University, Xavier, Ohio State, uh, and now uh, at Akron. So just blessed with the relationships that we've built over the years with coaches and communities of people. And, you know, so that part is uh, there is some familiarity with the state for sure. I think it's a great state. Uh, I think it's a very, very much a blue collar state. You know, I've always enjoyed that about Ohio, really down to earth people that appreciate, uh, you know, good basketball and hard work and values. Certainly Northeast Ohio is that way. I think, you know, everyone uh, certainly recollects what, you know, LeBron said when he came back that, you know, nothing, uh, nothing is given and everything is earned. And I think that's certainly true. Uh, here in Northeast Ohio, and you get that feeling uh, inside the city of Akron as well. And Coach, do you plan on working with LeBron and his foundation to get, get people, more people involved with Akron Zips and get him involved, maybe talking to your team and be an inspiration to your team going forward? Absolutely. You know, we want to continue to be not only involved, uh, you know, with, with him and his foundation. I had a chance to talk to Dr. Campbell this past week, to Michelle, and and uh, we want to do that and partner. I think not only is it important from the standpoint of you know having a relationship with uh, with him, he's such an important uh, person, and and uh, you know as he as he as he deservedly should be in our community and what he's done for the city, you know what he's done for the university. You know his foundation uh, not only helps and has assisted with athletics, but it's also helped with the university as a whole. In particular, most recently, our College of Education, where uh, his foundation, you know, gave back and really did some neat things there. And, uh, you know, we look forward to partnering with that foundation and giving back uh, to the community, being involved in the community. And uh, his foundation just does a great job of that. And also, Coach, when it comes to recruiting, Coach, I know you've been in the area a long time, Coach, and being a coach at a higher bench level, have as you have now going to a little low, a lower level, mid mid bench level now. How do you see yourself recruiting guys uh, to bring into your program? Do you want to kind of get those fringe high major guys, or do you want to get some grad transfers? Are you looking at freshmen? How are you plan on approaching this and attacking, building up the Akron Zips roster? Well, the first thing you got to recruit every day. You know, I always tell people it's like shaving. If you don't shave, you're going to look pretty scruffy. You know, on a daily basis, and that's. It's important. It is the lifeline uh, of, of our program. We want to make sure we have the right people uh, and the right players, talented people and talented players and people that fit uh, the 
university, people that fit our culture, our style of play. And uh, even if you just look at our recruiting here uh, recently, uh, Jr., you got, you know, we've added, uh, you know, three fourth-year transfers. We've added two high school kids. We're still actively recruiting others. But I think the most important thing for us is the fit piece. You know, I've learned that really over the 20-plus years that, you know, people that uh, that we can coach that fit our system, that fit our philosophy, and now in this case that fit the University of Akron. So now, Coach, taking that to on the court, you know, these players that are in the program that will be coming into the program, what uh, style of play are, are people going to see when you guys are in action? Well, I'd like to think most people would tell you we're very aggressive. We attack in everything that we do uh, with purpose. You know, we certainly want to have purpose and intentionality of what we're doing. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I want clear minds, fresh legs, and I want those guys to play hard and use their instincts and you know, a lot of what we do from a skill development perspective puts them in a situation where, you know, we develop and, and form some great habits um, so that when game time comes, they can, you know, their habits start to take over. And um, those are hopefully aggressive and attacking habits for us. Defensively, we've always played a lot of man-to-man and we've, you know, pressed at certain uh, times when the ball's taken out of bounds at any level of the court uh, to put opponents under some type of duress. And, um, you know, we've done a good job of forcing turnovers and our team statistically over the years at Ohio and Illinois have been among the nation's best defensively. And it really starts there uh, for us. And we want to develop that as our foundation. Then offensively, you know, obviously we play a lot of pick and roll basketball. Kids love that. You watch the professional game, whether that's the NBA game, whether that's uh, overseas, Europe, the majority of screen set are pick and rolls and kids understanding how to play the pick and roll game and, and how to play uh, play out of it, I think, uh, is, is uh, something we really believe in. We've been good at it. You know, great emphasis on speed in which we play and the pace in which we play, not only in the 94 feet, but how we move offensively in the half court will certainly be an emphasis. And then sharing the ball and taking care of the ball. We historically have always taken really good care of the ball and make an effort certainly not to shoot ourselves in the foot and beat ourselves. So those will be some of the staples you'll see within our style of play. Folks, we're joined by John Gross here of the Akron Zips here on the Boss Man Show. And, uh, Coach, uh, I'd like to ask you about non-conference scheduling, Coach. You know, you're in a great area for a lot of teams in your area you can, you can play. So do you see yourself going with a harder schedule to test your team, or do you want to kind of get some games you can give them some confidence before you get in that conference place? How do you see yourself going about the schedule with that here at Akron now? Well, I think each year is different based on your team. Are you a young team? Are you an older team? You know, what does your team need in order to what we look at the non-conference schedule is through the lens of what best prepares us for the league schedule with the particular team that we're coaching. So we've been very aggressive. We certainly were when we were in Ohio. We were when we were in Illinois as well with non-conference. And, you know, we'll try to put our team in the best position to make sure that we're ready for league play when the, when the calendar turns over to 2018. Um, there'll be a variety of home games, away games, neutral games. You know, we play this year in the Diamond Head. Uh, on the ESPN networks, we play three games over a four-day period at Christmas, uh, um, you know, in, in Honolulu. So we're looking forward to, you know, looking forward to that. And we're working on scheduling the rest of our games uh, and putting the uh, the schedule to, you know, some type of completion here. Hopefully, uh, by by the time we get into June, that's our goal. Now, <clears throat> looking into the. Uh... 2017-2018 season, we, we love to ask coaches about rules, potential rule changes, 
rules changes that they might like to implement if they were commissioner for a day. So, Coach, this is your opportunity. What are your rules grievances? Uh, interesting question. You know, I've never been asked that. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I do like the change. They went from 35 seconds to 30. I think that's been a good change uh, for the game. Um, you see that the officiating changes and what the rules committee have done over the last few years with trying to put an emphasis on freedom of movement and increased offensive efficiency and points per game. I certainly think statistically they've been able to accomplish and, and, uh, and do that. And, you know, I, I don't know if I have, you know, a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of changes. The, the no five second count on the live dribble, I think is a big change that influences the game. Um, obviously you see that certainly, uh, uh in the NBA as well. Um, but I, I don't necessarily, you know, have in my, in my mindset right now, anything necessarily I would change. I'd have to think about it a little bit deeper, but I do like the changes that have been made from shot clock to freedom of movement, uh, to not being able to put hands on a dribbler to the no five second count on a live dribble. Um, you know, one of the things I was not a fan of, and maybe something I would change back as we're talking here about it is they cut a timeout. Uh, you look in the NBA, you see how many timeouts those teams have late game. You know, I do think it really puts, you know, puts it in, in control of the players. Now you have less timeouts. So you might call one normally during the course of a run by an opponent to try to stymie a run. You know, I know for me over the last year to two with that rule change, I've, you know, I've not done that as much. And you, it's, the game's probably a little bit more fluid and a little bit less choppy, which some people would like. Uh, but us coaches would probably prefer to have <laughs> have the one timeout back that they took from us. And, Coach, I would add in 10-minute quarters. I love, I love the NIT rule. I follow Georgia Tech a lot in the NIT where they kind of played the quarter with the, with the fouls resetting. I, I like that rule, Coach. I think it should be five timeouts, advance the ball in, in the game on the two minutes, and get you 14-minute quarters. That's what I'll do, Coach. I like the 10-minute like quarters. You know, I like that idea. And the reason I like that idea is because if you look at the game of basketball, whether it's high school, whether it's FIBA, whether it's the Olympics, whether it's the NBA, um, you know, whether it's the women's game uh, right now, you know, they're all quarters. And so, you know, I think obviously to be able to do that would be uh, uh, something that I think would make it very uniform. Uh, now, obviously, you know, TV and, you know, media timeouts and, and uh, dollars certainly start to come into play as to what all that means in terms of sponsorships and, you know, what, what we get from media timeouts in terms of uh, the commercials and all that, you know, so, I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs and the finances of all that. I know that's certainly a factor, uh, but from a, you know, schematic standpoint, philosophically, I, I could see where, you know, 10, 10 minute quarters would make it very uniform across the board, regardless of level. Now, coach, I'm going to close you out with some local food knowledge. I have to ask you a very serious food question. Okay. Have you sure. been? Have you been to Swenson's yet? I have. Yeah, yeah I have. There's, right. There's, you know, one of the things that's great about Northeast Ohio is there's a lot of great places to eat. I've tried. To, I'm looking forward to frequenting a lot of them. But Swenson's Burgers are they're certainly right up there. In fact, I went. Uh, someone had told me about it a couple weeks onto the into the job, and and we made a point to go over there. And and uh, unfortunately, I think my entire staff liked it. So that means. You know, for lunch, they're probably going to be hanging out there a little bit too much. But, but yeah, it was really, really good. 
Uh, my my sister lives down uh, in the north part of Akron in Bath Township, and she has a Swenson's right down the street from her. And no matter when yeah. I go over there, be out for a cookout. I'll go to my sister's house for a cookout. I go to Swenson's before the cookout and eat, or after the cookout and eat. Either way, <laughs> I can see why after after going, it's it's the good stuff. Well, I tell you what, there, Coach John is the food man for you. He has every food place in Northeast Ohio on lock, Coach. <laughs> and he tells me all the time where he is to eat, and I'm always there for it, man. <laughs> John's an expert uh, with that stuff. That's, that's good for me to know. We're going to have to do it off the, off the air, get your food thoughts there, uh, John, as to what, what I should hit next. I've hit a lot of them. There's a lot of great food, certainly, in uh, the Akron area and in northeast Ohio. Well, I'm going to make sure I share it specifically with you only and not your staff because we don't want to, uh, you know, damage the bottom <laughs> yeah, line get, anymore. <laughs> no question. I need to get some work out of those guys, so I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Coach, it's been a pleasure having you on the show with us today. I really appreciate your time, Coach, and you being great. We support you, Illinois. Coach really loves you. work there. We'll get you at Akron now. Before the chin, you on, we'll have John and Coach some of your games, man. That'd be great, man time we can uh, help you guys let us know jr john i really appreciate it thanks coach have a great night guys all right folks it's john Coles here on the boss man show your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also a vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant. 
focuses on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Man, so we had a great show for you today. We were joined by Coach Anthony Gregg, the Dayton Flyers. We were joined by Alabama Bulldog, Donnie Marsh, and just got off the line with Acquisition Head Coach John Gross. And now it's time for the boss report. John, you ready for this week's boss report, man? Yes, I am absolutely 100% ready for the boss report this week. All right, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. All right, first story, John, is this Louisiana Popeye's manager arrested after dipping chicken in cocaine-based flour to increase business sales. <laughs> Dude, that is a, a classic. Cla- Timmy, chalk it up. Classic take. New column, Timmy. Talk, new, new column, classic take. That is a classic take. Like, I mean, I would imagine that it, it probably bakes out, right? Like, when you cook it. It yes. probably gets fried out, so it's not doing anything. But I mean, it's, it's I'm sure an idea that many, um, you know, food establishment owners have had. Like, how can I make this food addictive? Right? Like, it, it, it's the the way to keep them coming back. You know, make it so good it's addictive. But <laughs> I, uh, I just it, it's that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, try this. You love this one. Florida Department of Corrections are on a manhunt for three inmates who escaped while on litter pickup to get to Georgia to see Future in concert. Uh, are these the same dudes that broke out last week? That, you know, they went to, uh, what did they go? They went out to, like, support his record sales or something? Yeah, the, they went to destroy merchandise of Sierra and Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it's three different dudes? Yes. Oh, jeez. Futures, man, he's going to have a whole compound of Florida inmates on his property pretty soon. They're going to start, like, you know, looking at his house like Mecca, and they're going to be coming out there just camping out on his front yard. Exactly. You know, he has a house in Miami, I found. 
Oh man, that's great. That's you out from Miami, you on the water out there. <laughs> He's gonna have some inmates rolling up there pretty soon. I just, I just love that Florida man loves future so much. That's, I, I, just, I find it, I find it nice. He has like a calming effect on Florida man, and I think that's good. Everybody wants Florida man to be a little bit more calm. Yes, you got that right. And he needs to calm this guy down right here, John. Michigan pimp knocks out Bishop with a one punch doing mass for not paying his hoe. He did a he pulled a one shot wonder on this guy, huh? Yeah. And, and he knocked out a bishop because the yeah. bishop didn't pay his hoe? Yes. So the bishop was utilizing the services of said pimp and his hoe and yes. didn't pay, so he just cold cocked him, knocked him out. Yeah, they're right. I mean, listen, man of God or not, you know, if, if you're if you're utilizing a service, you better pay for that service. Otherwise, somebody's going to be upset. And in this case, you know, like they said in the movie Friday, you got knocked the f out. out. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Uh oh. Florida man's arrested after showing church's genitals doing communion, saying, "Quote: The Lord told me to do." <laughs> Bad take. Timmy, Timmy, terrible take. Mark this up in the terrible take column. Uh, so he just whipped it out. <laughs> During communion, yes. During communion and said that the Lord told him to do it? Yes. Well, I mean, go ahead and try to dispute that claim, JR. Can you? Not really. Can't, no, you can't. Can you? So there you go. The Lord told him to do it and he did it. There you go. Well. Holster your weapon. DeKalb County Sheriff is facing charges after exposing himself at downtown Atlanta Park. <laughs> what is going on this week with all the <laughs> with all the uh, flashing? I mean, this the last dude was in a church. This guy's in the park. Like what? I mean, this, did you say this is in Georgia? Yes, DeKalb County Sheriff, the Sheriff of DeKalb County, which that's Atlanta, was arrested after exposing himself at downtown Atlanta's. Piedmont Park. Piedmont Park. Yes, Piedmont Park. <laughs> Dude, I didn't recognize that you said it was the sheriff that did it. Yes, the, the whole county of DeKalb County is sheriff. The sheriff of DeKalb County. Oh my God, dude. I guess, I mean, that just goes to show you, you just don't know about people. You don't know. You know? You think the sheriff has got, you know, some, it would be like an upstanding member of the community, right? You would think. Mm, nope. Like, that's the, that's the type of stuff that gives law enforcement officers a bad name now nobody's perfect i get it you know police officers aren't perfect but you should at least not be walking around the park with your junk hanging out right is that too much to ask exactly and saying quote it wasn't what it seemed (laughs) dude what else could it be i mean either a you were taking a leak when you shouldn't have been or b you were exposing yourself for some kind of sexual reason which is even worse Exactly. Terrible take again, about a shirt. Yes. Yes. Oh, I sure hope Timmy's keeping track because he is getting a lesson this week. Exactly. And an alleged Florida con man arrested after posing as a Dales manager to get Rolling Loud Music Fest tickets. Did you say Dales? Uh, a Dale, yeah, a Dales manager. He was posing oh, a Dales a, manager. oh, a Dales manager. Okay, I thought I misunderstood you. So, I didn't. I don't understand like first of all if you're a con man okay you've got to have some serious 
cojones to try to pull off some of these schemes, right? Exactly. Like you're walking in somewhere pretending to be something you're not, knowing that you're not what you're pretending to be. So you really have to have some ice in your veins to pull this stuff off. Then, if you're doing it on someone like Adele or someone who's attached to her, clearly that, I mean, dude, that's that's got to be a tough sell, right? Very tough sell. He got busted for it finally. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he'll pick up some more game in the pen, you know. He'll maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll bust out and end up in Futures Entourage of busted out prison inmates. Exactly. Uh oh, Nevada man arrested after randomly shooting everything in sight uncontrollably after seeing a bear standing up at the door on his outside his kitchen deck. He just started popping off caps when he saw the bear. <laughs> yes. That's like the scene out of a movie, dude. Right? <laughs> yes. He just started. Did it say what kind of weapon it was? It was a, it was a AK forty-seven. An AK. He busted out the <laughs> chopper, huh? Yes. Oh my god, dude. I mean, listen, I, I get it. The bear is scary, especially when it stands up. But Jesus, like, I mean, at least try to hit the target. What I like? What were you? Were you not trying to hit the bear? Like, what were you doing? And an AK forty-seven, bro. That thing has got some. some punch he's he's just busted out the chopper and started laying it down exactly oh, here we go florida father of 23 kids says in child support court after just asked him what his deal is tells judge he only had sex at night because quote he thought the sperm was sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you got me on that one man oh Still a bad, terrible take by... Okay, first, I didn't know that Sean Kemp was living in Florida now. <laughs> Secondly, the take... That might be the worst take in the history of takes, Jake. I mean, <laughs> exactly! I only had sex at night because I thought the sperm was asleep. Well, my man, you had 23 kids. Did you think maybe after one or two that that theory wasn't going to freaking hold up? Exactly! Switch it to the morning time, bro. Try that out. I don't know. Like, what? What is wrong with people? Dude, people just come up with the craziest, especially in court, man. When you're pressed by the judge and you come, have to come up with an answer, like, what comes out of your mouth is, you know, you never know what's coming out of somebody's mouth. You got that right. And Arizona woman arrested after trying to smuggle heroin taped to her buttocks and weed stuffed in her box across the Mexican border. The weed was stuffed in her box? Yes. Dude. Like, did it say how much? Was it like an OZ, a QP? What kind of box are we talking about here? It was a quarter QP. Oh my god, dude. That's that's some serious space <laughs> available in there. Like, <laughs> Been used a lot down there, probably. Been used like, a lot. Like, I mean, she's really, you know... How much how much marijuana do you want your lady to be able to hold in her box? I guess this is what I'm asking. What is an acceptable amount? Maybe a, maybe a nickel. A nickel? A joint? Dime bag? The most? I mean, like what? Yeah. <laughs> when you get in the QP range, bro, that's... It's been used a lot. She likes to feel the punishment as, you know, it's been known to be referred to. Yes. And I yeah, think I saw I think I saw a picture of this on the, somewhere along the way on the yeah. internet. Did she have like big? Yes. The the, the heroin was like packed and yes, taped, duct, that's her. duct taped on her butt. Yes, her. Yeah, that's. I mean, the 
smuggling it on your butt and like taping it to your butt to make it look like you've got you know some some junk in your trunk okay that to me is that's a pretty good idea but man if you could fit a qp in your box that is woo. yes very much so uh-oh naked and drunk florida man is arrested for wooden machete at mailbox after package he was expecting didn't come when expected so i just want to I, I gotta clarify jr um a naked Florida man, it's okay. I'm, I'm completely accepting a naked Florida man now because of the heat. We established on last week's Boss Report that because it's so hot, Florida man is perfectly within his rights to be naked. Now, why are you attacking mailboxes with a machete, bro? Like, what? <laughs> is that going to make the package arrive? Like, exactly, no. Nope. <laughs> all I can say is the package must have been the... the uh, future box set you know <laughs> that he was expecting that he just he couldn't handle the disappointment so he went he went a little sideways i guess is what i'm saying exactly wisconsin woman's arrested after being caught staging an on-the-job injury by hitting herself in the head with a falling sprinkler and then sticking it up her box <laughs> what was she trying to claim that it bounced off the floor and you know, <laughs> harumed into her JJ. Like what? Exactly, <laughs> dude. That has got to be the worst attempt at an on-the-job injury ever in the history of on the fake injuries. Like what? She got caught on camera. Yes. Like I mean, I I guess if it, it fell off the ceiling, and then you wanted to pretend like it hit you in the head. Okay, you didn't know you were on camera. You were trying to get away with it. But then why? extended to the sprinkler caromed off something and flew into my vagina like hot what exactly it's like the laws of physics were broken on this claim no one's gonna pay that out exactly and we have only in florida florida man wants to eat enter his penis into evidence in an oral sex death trial stemming from homie lover friend dying from freaky substances he put on it while she served him up <laughs> Dude, wait a minute. Roll this one back real quick. Only in Florida. Florida man wants to enter his penis into evidence in an oral sex death trial. Sitting from a homie lover friend dying from freaky substances. He put on it while she served him up. So, I just gotta break this down. Okay, so my man is on trial for killing somebody because he was getting the sloppy toppy and he put something on his penis yes. that caused the death of someone else. Yes. And he wants to admit his penis into evidence during the trial. Yes. <laughs> Dude, only in Florida is right, bro. Like, what? Okay, A, how do you admit your penis into evidence, first of all? How, how does that happen? Like, what, what do you want to do? Just whip it out in court? Exactly. What are you going to prove with the penis that it's not deadly? Like I don't, I don't understand it. Terrible. In its current, in its current state, yes, it is. It's not deadly at all. But when you put rat poison on it, yeah, then exactly. it could kill you. Oh man, that's that's a rough one, Florida man. That's a rough one. And we got Texas man arrested after drop kicking neighbor and his son after catching them watch his wife swim naked in the pool from the upstairs window. Well, I, okay. I mean, if your wife's swimming around the backyard naked, I mean, that's not their fault, right? Not their fault at all. They're on their property. They're not, 
sneaking over the fence and, and looking through the bushes, they're standing upstairs in their house. I mean, I tell your wife to put some clothes on. Exactly. Exactly. And final story of the day, John, you're going to love this. Florida man favorite future makes waves in Memphis after dropping $20,000 at the Newbie Live Strip Club and at Not Safe for Work Tour after party hosted by the street mayor of Memphis, J.C. Smith. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you for real? Yes. So, go ahead. Lay this out for me. What are the particulars on this? Since we've got some inside info, what did J.C. get himself into? Well, he was hosting the Future After Party at his, his concert in Memphis and at the V-Live Strip Club, of course. And uh, Future dropped $20,000 at the strip club on the, on, on the women of the V-Live Club. And J.C. Smith hosted it and was in picture with Future and very hype about it very enjoyed himself. It's my man, Future! Yeah! Straight up Memphis, baby! Future <laughs> Hendrix! That's up to my man, J.C. Smith. Memphis, Tennessee. Future's here, baby. V-Live! Dropping cash! Mask off. Mask off. He was doing Draco, Go Harder. J.C. Smith and Future came together at the after party in Memphis after this concert there earlier this week. <laughs> well, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> they, he got the party with the man, but I, I guess... What JC doesn't understand, maybe he missed the report the past couple weeks. He's going to have a lot of Florida guys, you know, <laughs> trying to get a piece of him now. But just by association, if you hang out with Future, if you've got something, anything remotely to do with Future, Florida man is going to love you just to get a little bit of piece of that action, you know. So he better he better be careful, man. He's going to have a lot more Florida man fans rolling around. Exactly. And John, you take a nice support, man. I was surprised at the amount of penis on the report today. Um, frankly, there was a lot of a lot of penis today. For some reason, this is one of those penis reports. Um, we also had uh, a noteworthy uh, vagina that was able to hold a quarter pound of marijuana, which I found to be um, excessive as far as vaginas are concerned. That seems like a lot of marijuana to be able to fit inside one vagina, but I don't have one. I don't know what you can fit in there, JR. So I, I don't want to judge. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success. 
and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.